going on, everyone? Welcome to episode eight of How to Win in Fitness. This is Caleb Bell, and I am super thrilled and honored and excited to be here with you all today. If you have been joining us here on How to Win in Fitness, first of all, thank you. I appreciate the support, and I truly hope that there has been some real value from these episodes and that it has helped you in your fitness journey. So today is all about the idea of creating a reward system. According to James Clear, who is the author of Atomic Habits, which is one of my new favorite books, in order to make any habit stick, it must become attractive and satisfying to some degree. If a habit is not attractive or satisfying, you are very unlikely to stick with it in the long haul. Therefore, by making a reward system for yourself, you are doing both of those things. You're making it attractive to want to do. You can make it satisfying to do. Let's take personal finance. I think this is actually a good example of how this could work. Maybe you decide that you want to start saving more money. Now, it's one thing to say, I want to save up $600 in the next six months. But then it's another thing to stock away $120 each month for the next six months giving you a total of $720 at the end. That way, you have $600 going towards what you initially intended to save, plus another $120 to maybe buy yourself a new pair of shoes. So you completed the goal of saving the $600, while at the same time, you had something you were chasing, if you will. You had the reward of buying those new shoes, and you got to have that experience of going into the store and finding a pair of shoes that you really want and you enjoy. And so think about it. When you have that intense desire to spend money on something during those six months, it would be that much more likely to say no because in the back of your mind, you had those shoes that you were looking forward to and it'd be a lot easier to hold off. And the reality is without a reward to pull you through, the, the likelihood of remaining disciplined isn't eliminated, but it would definitely go down. I think there's a difference between a mindless, aimless goal of trying to get that $600 versus, man, if I get the $600 saved, then you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat myself. And, and some of you might call that counterintuitive, but really both goals are, are good and okay. And, and I don't think they have to go against each other. I think that the reward can go against the actual goal itself, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but I think that's a great example of how this works. In uh, 1984, uh, Pizza Hut, good old Pizza Hut, implemented a new system for parents, teachers, and students. And they called it Book It. Book It. Essentially, if you read a certain amount of books as a student, then you would get some free pizza. And I remember doing this as a as a kid and. I remember that pizza really motivating me to read more. And it honestly was pretty pathetic. I had to read probably for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours just to get one free pizza at the end of the summer. But it worked. It was a simple yet such an effective reward system. And I don't think our reward systems in life have to be complicated, but they do have to be enticing. And for me, that pizza was enticing, super enticing. And so in the world of fitness, there are two important levels to this reward system. So level one rewards, simply say this, after each workout, I will, 
fill in the blank. Level two rewards say, if I hit X amount of workouts in the next X amount of days, then I will X. So level one rewards are kind of your your daily rewards that you get from your workouts. And level two rewards are the bigger rewards that you might treat yourself with every couple weeks, every couple months, or maybe even um, an annual reward. But the thing is the rewards can't counteract your progress. And I think that's where we sometimes struggle in fitness. And I am all about balance and I hope I never give off a vibe that's anything else. But it doesn't really make sense to say, if I get my workout in today, then I'm going to eat three pizzas. You're allowing yourself to do two different things that don't coexist well together. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. You're not supporting your goal of living a healthy lifestyle if your reward counteracts the goal itself. So let me give you a couple examples of these level one rewards. And and you got to actually enjoy these level one rewards. So even though I'm saying you probably shouldn't have pizza as your reward, it should be a reward that you genuinely enjoy. And so my 5 a.m. class that I coach at Orange Theory, I have heard people say simple things like they don't allow themselves to enjoy their cup of coffee in the morning until they get their workout in. It's small, it's subtle, but it's something that they can genuinely look forward to after their workout. Or another example, maybe you work out right after lunchtime. Maybe you tell yourself, once I get my workout in, then I'll take a 15-minute nap. And so the whole day, you kind of have that nap that you're looking forward to, but you do first have to get your workout in. Or even while you're doing your workout, you can kind of look forward to relaxing and crashing for that 15-minute nap. And I don't know about you, but I mean, I love me some naps. And so that's legitimately enticing. So it has to be real. It has to be motivating. You can't just say, oh, I'll just go on a fun walk around the neighborhood. No, like, I mean, unless you really, 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 really look forward to that and crave that walk, I don't think that's going to work. It's got to be something that you genuinely kind of can light up about. So let's take a look at level two rewards. This could be a very specific example. If I hit 40 workouts in the next 90 days, then I will buy tickets to go see my favorite musician live. Man, like I have some artists that I would love to see live. And if I committed to only allowing myself to buy those concert tickets, if I get those 40 workouts in 90 days, and I maybe had some people who held me accountable and who didn't let me buy the tickets unless I got those 40 workouts, then man, I would be motivated. I would be driven. And it doesn't necessarily have to be anything exotic. I think these ideas of concerts or big events or vacations are maybe what first come to our mind for level two rewards, but I don't think it has to. I think it can be simple things, but I do think once again, I keep saying this, but it does have to be something that genuinely excites you. And it's going to look different for everyone. Um, But the important thing is that you do come up with something. And I think there's a lot of criticism for these level two rewards in that, well, you kind of have to constantly come up with new rewards every 90 days or every year. And is it really becoming a habit if you have to force yourself to have these big rewards? And I get that point. I think that we shouldn't fully rely on these level two rewards because... 
yeah, you're right. You will have to continue to come up with new level two rewards. But I do think there's something so healthy and so good about about celebrating. I think that's another way of of kind of rephrasing what we're talking about today is allow yourself to celebrate milestones. And so, for example, if we go back to the level one rewards, you're celebrating every workout by getting your morning cup of coffee because you really enjoy that and it feels like a celebration. And so it has to be real. It has to be legit. It's got to pull you because if it doesn't, it won't actually work. And so what's next? I, I think that it's it's simple. When we move on to the what's next portion of today's episode, it's simple. All I want you to do is crystallize what your level one and level two rewards are. Make it exciting. Make it enticing. Make it specific. Make it really specific. Make it very clear. And honestly, I think having these rewards in place make the journey of fitness that much more fun. Again, I think that if we're not careful, fitness can feel like a drag, like an immense amount of pressure, like a constant obligation. But I think that when you throw in these rewards, it can kind of balance out the pain and the rigor and the the, the training and the intensity of a workout and kind of balance that out a little bit when you have these fun rewards to look forward to. Because I, I just don't think that fitness should be a drag. Make it fun. Treat yourself. Treat yourself on the journey of fitness. So that is all for today, folks. Create a reward system. A reward system that's enticing, that's real, and that will work for you. And hey, try something. Try something. And if it doesn't work, then change your reward. That's okay. It's not like once you decide on a reward, you have to stick with it. And if that reward doesn't work, that doesn't mean the reward system idea doesn't work. It just means that reward wasn't maybe enticing enough. So choose a reward system that works for you and adapt along the way. So thank you so much for joining us today on episode eight, Pot of Win and Fitness, short and sweet. This is your host, Caleb LaBelle, signing off.